we're piecing all out, we're showing everything. And then, so you do find that property in that market that's a higher bedroom count. You can see what they're currently doing and you can say, and you can dive into those listings as well. Click on them and see how those 11 bedrooms or 12 bedrooms are doing in their uh, VR, you know, Airbnb or VRBO and uh, say, wow, I can do better than that. You know, and then you know, okay, I can push this revenue up based on these numbers. What's up, everybody? My name is Mike Shogren here with my co-host, Emmanuel Pani. We're part of a group of specialized real estate investors you've probably never heard of. We didn't start with deep pockets or wealthy families, and we don't rely on 401ks, mutual funds, or traditional real estate investing. In fact, many of us don't even own the properties that fund our freedom. If you ask the money experts out there, they'd say what we do is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. It's happening through a new niche called short-term rentals. We are Short-Term Rental Nation, and these are our secrets. What is going on, STR Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Short-Term Rental Secrets Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Shogren, here with my main man and brother from another mother and another country, Emmanuel Pani. What's up, E? My brother. So good to see you. It's been a couple of weeks. I know you came up. We're down this way. Unfortunately, I didn't make it to see you. I actually didn't even make it to go see Aaron Velke. I would guess from two weeks ago, he was down in Miami. And I said on air that I usually make an effort to go see him. And this is my admission on air that <laughs> did not happen. I've been so busy with life, but we got a couple property under contract. Some of them are going to be SDR. So really excited about that. I unfortunately had to let go of my VA. So that's interesting. You know, it's an interesting, interesting moment. You know, I realized that my, my bench was not as deep as I needed it to be. And what that means is that now there's nobody on the bench. So who has to play? It's me. So these last two weeks have been a little bit tricky, you know what I mean? In the sense of like reassessing and, and things that I haven't done in a long time. But again, it's what we talk about here and we preach about all the time. You yeah. can either become a victim to it or you're like, okay, well, I never want to do this again. So what are additional systems that I could have put in place that I did not? Or what are some systems that I can put in place moving forward so that this doesn't happen again? So that's kind of the moment that where I'm in right now. And again, you know, I'm as raw as I come on the show. So I'm like, I, I share with people and again, the guys 12 years in things. We're happen. always learning, man. It's always yeah. evolving. And things and happen, you know what I mean? Like sometimes, you know what I mean? And having extreme ownership of our business means that at the end of the day, when the push comes to shove, it's you and me, baby. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, you know, this is how, how it is, you know? So interesting, interesting moment, but super grateful also because I've grown so much over the last, you know, couple of years. Dude, the fact that I, that you went out and brought somebody on after I was up your butt to do that for, I don't even know how long, like that, long. going through that process now, like the first yeah. one's always the hardest because yeah. it feels scary. And you're like, I don't know, really know what I'm doing, but like, once you do it, then it's just, I don't want to say easy, but it's a lot easier because you've already gone through the process. 100%. One little tip for you and for everybody and I was actually just thinking about this the other day is most people, they write a job description to like hire somebody. And then that thing just like yeah. sits in some Google drive forever and never gets touched. Yeah. I like to keep ours refreshed. So as people's roles and responsibilities change, like it's always updated. Use something called yeah. the 4R document that I got from Alex Sharfin. Check out his podcast, Momentum. I'm in one of his programs for like business coaching. It's phenomenal. But anyway, it's like, what's the role, responsibility, results, and there's one other one I can't think of off the top of my head, but like basically it just spells out like, what do they do? 
what are they responsible for? What results do they need to take care of? Like all these different things. So then if you have somebody leave, you don't have to go rewrite it. It's like, this is what this person was doing. I can leverage that again. So like one of my guys, who's one of my managers now, like he's, they're expecting a baby by the end of the month or end of May. So like the conversations we were having, like reviewing that document again, and then it's like, okay, while you're out for a month, who are we delegating these different tasks to? And it becomes a tool that's useful in the business. Right? Yeah, so hundred percent. Yeah. And and you know, it's it's all part of it. So it's yeah. all you know, it's all hundred percent. It. So it's so good. yeah, man, things things are good. Um got some big things in the works. Uh super pumped for today's guest, who is gonna be one of the speakers at the STR Wealth Conference. Again, if you do not have tickets yet, I highly encourage you to go get them. Like prices are going up again next week. Uh they're gonna go up another two hundred bucks. So right now you can get your tickets for five ninety seven. Right? Are we over six hundred? We're over six hundred yeah. tickets sold. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I mean, guys, yeah. it's 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 only a thousand tickets. So there's not like you know. And we just turned on the advertising, and I just talked to our buddy Will Slickers a little while ago. He's about to get me and Bill on the podcast circuit, talking about it everywhere. So like, the rest of them are gonna go quick, and I really want to see yeah. all of you guys, all of our listeners there, to say what's up, man. Like, I'll let E and I see the numbers of how many people are watching, and it's like crazy like there's like thirty thousand a month now of you that are listening which is amazing and we're super grateful yeah, so grateful yeah and i want to meet you guys like i want to see you guys and um you know so does e obviously so like yeah. it's just going to be a good time and yeah, one last ask actually we never ask for stuff from you guys but if you're enjoying the show leave us a review like i would i would so appreciate that if you could just take two seconds leave us a review on itunes or spotify I'd be super grateful for you guys. Again, we're just trying to grow this, give as much value as possible. And by you guys leaving us reviews, it tells those channels like iTunes and Spotify, hey, this is good content. We want to show it to more people. So if you guys could do that, I'd truly, truly appreciate it. So with that being said, today we have uh, Mr. Kenny Bedwell. I'm not going to go through his whole bio, but Kenny and I connected a couple months ago through Bill. And Kenny's a fellow short-term rental investor. And he was honestly just looking for better data to analyze markets and really identify like where's the best bang for the buck and ended up just building it himself. And he's got a sick new product that's going to be coming out by the time this airs. I'll let him go through all the details, but he's let me play around with it for the last month or two. And it's pretty amazing. So without further ado, let me bring him on. Kenny, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Good, good. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure, man. My pleasure. So why don't you kind of like bring us back to the beginning? Like what's kind of your background? How'd you get into STRs? And then we'll get into STR insights. Yeah. So I think probably like many, many listeners, uh, I am a short-term rental investor. I purchased a property near uh, where I live. So I live in Buffalo, New York. I purchased a property near Niagara Falls uh, about three years ago. It was actually a duplex and I lived in one half and rented out the other half on, on Airbnb. And uh, that did really well. So I went and got another property. And then I was like, oh, this is cool. I want more, but I need capital. And so uh, I actually started doing rental arbitrage and co-hosting. And so I got about five properties or in my portfolio at the time. And uh, last year, I'm like, okay, this is great. I'm doing really well, but I need to diversify. I need to look, you know, in, in other markets or regions. And uh, so the first thing I did, like many of us do, is we go on social media and we ask, hey, where, where, where's like a hot market or where's everybody investing? 
And so, you know, at the time, I think last year it was like Gulf Shores and Gatlinburg and, you know, all these like hot markets that we know of today. And I'm like, great. And then I go and I look and, you know, it's it's a million dollars to buy a property in Gulf Shores or Gatlinburg. I'm like, I can't afford that. And so I had this problem where I'm like, okay, where is a market that I can afford and that will fit my, you know, quote unquote, personal preferences of budget and region and maybe even destination type. And so I started calling data providers and, you know, I bought the the licenses for the entire country. And I, you know, and what I found is I was having to go market to market. It was like throwing a dart on the board, you know, just throwing darts and blindfolded really. And in reality, it was, oh, there's great data on certain markets. They might be producing really high revenue numbers, but can I afford that market? Is that a market that's right for me? Um, that, that was kind of my limitation. And what I found is it, it was really frustrating because there was nothing out there that kind of lead me and point me to the right direction. So as a data analyst, and that's what I was doing at my uh, previous W2 was uh, data research for a Fortune 500 company. I said, you know what, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to get this data and I'm going to figure out how to find the top markets for, for me because they're going to vary. So, and that's what I did. And uh, I found a market that was about three hours for me. I, I'd only driven through it one time and never really thought of it as like a, you know, a market to invest in. And lo and behold, I uh, found a property and it's going to cash uh, the cash on cash returns is around 90% um, for this one property I found using the tool. And so I shared that knowledge with other uh, investors in, in my mastermind and my group. And I share, and they said, Kenny, you need to, you need to put this on the market for other people to use. And, and I tested on a few other people and they found, you know, markets, you know, Bill used it to find his property in Banner Elk. And essentially it's just looking at the data from a different view. It's essentially trying to find answering that first question that an investor might have of where is the best market that might fit my budget or my destination preferences or um, any of my other goals. And, uh, you know, within those markets, what is the optimal bedroom count that I should be targeting? So that that's kind of how this went about. And uh, here we are today about to launch or, I guess when this views, it's it's launched. So, uh, or this comes out, it's launched. So, I mean, that's really the the kind of the back story of this. I love it, man. And so, one of the things that, like, when we, when we were purchasing our property, we closed on it back in December. I had to do all the research that you were talking about that your tool does. Now, I did it manually. So, like, I bought all the raw data for my uh, town from AirDNA directly, which cost a sizable amount of money. And then I literally went line by line to filter on, okay, what's the average four bedroom producing? What's the average five bedroom? What's the average six bedroom, right? Like individually all the way down and then had to compare that to average home prices by different areas. And it took me like weeks to do that research, but it paid off. Like I found a good deal. The numbers were solid and we, we moved on it and we got a great deal. But what your tool does is it basically does that for you. And what's cool about it is like people ask me all the time, like, where's the best market to invest in, right? And like you said, it's like, well, what are your goals, right? right? There's yep. multiple questions. Like, do you want a mountain property? Do you want a beach property? Do you want to be near theme parks? Like, do you want something urban? Like, what do you want to do? And then what's your budget? What types of returns are you looking for? 
And when I started playing around with your tool, I was like, Jesus, I can just filter on all these different things and just whittle down that search way easier. And then from that point, cool. I like this market. Where's the sweet spot in this market? Is it a one bedroom? Is it a two bedroom? Is it a four bedroom, a 10 bedroom? Like where is the sweet spot between how much revenue these properties can generate versus how much these properties cost? Yep. That, that's a hundred percent right. I mean, that's the whole goal of it is to say, is to allow you to quickly diagnose every market in every bedroom count within markets that we have data points on and show you here's the revenue and here's how much it costs to get into that, you know, that, uh, that bedroom count or, you know, the average for that market as well. And so it just, uh, it's, it's going to, it saves so much time in answering that question. And that's really the first question that investors have is where should I be looking? Um, I think now in this market, especially with rising interest rates and uh, rising home prices, we can't just go and invest. We can no longer invest in our backyard. I mean, it might work for some of us, but it's for the majority of us, especially with new regulations and, and all these other factors going on in the economy. It's no longer about what's in our backyard. We've got to find the new markets. We've got to find the, the, the locations that fit our personal preferences if we're going to reach our goals of, you know, whatever our ROI goals are. And I do, I do want to point out one thing. And I, when we were doing, um, we went live last week on YouTube with a bunch of the speakers for the conference. And um, Bill was basically saying that this is like an air DNA killer, which oh boy. <laughs> it was interesting. Right. But what yeah. I find is I still use air DNA. No question. What I like about your tool is, is it helps me filter in what market do I want to go to? And then I use air DNA to get in the weeds of that specific market. Mm -hmm. Right. So from a practicality use, just for the listeners yeah. to give context, like this just helps you whittle down your search. And then for now, like air DNA is the tool that I still use to go in there and really get in the weeds of like analyzing neighborhoods and analyzing like at the individual, like neighborhood level and specific comp level. Right. Yeah. I love you brought that up because that was my question, right? I'm like, where do you see yourself in the market? Right. Because I know, for example, also like oh, Price Labs has their own little market inside a market report. Right. So where where do you see like ideally in your mind, what is the use of STR Insight for the next, let's say, like 12 to 24 months? Obviously, over time, it can change and migrate. Um, but initial, where where do you see yourself landing? Or so, would you like sure, absolutely. So, right, we're really focused on being an like what I call an investor friendly tool. So, we're all about providing access to big data for investors in in an easy format. So, basically, you can download our data sets, you or export it to PDFs. You can um, what else? I mean, you have access to the entire country for a very, very low cost. And, and you know, it's a subscription-based model, depending on when this comes out, when we launch, our prices will be 125 a month. So 125 a month, you have access to the entire country down to the bedroom counts of each and every single, you know, uh, bedroom count for each market. And so it's very, it's gonna be very affordable, but what we're really shooting for, I guess the, the answer to your question though is where we're going, is we're wanting to follow the invest the investor story or how you find properties. So the first, and, and that's kind of answered in a series of questions. So the first thing is, where should I be looking? The next question is, 
what type of property or what where within that market should I be looking? And then after that, it's okay, now how much can this property that I just found on the MLS or a realtor sent me, how much will that property make? And so there's several different tools and features that have to be built out to answer each of those those questions. And so we're going to be doing that, you know, and, and as, as we grow, you know, we will enter the space where we start competing head on with some of these other larger data providers, but it's mainly focused on answering the investor's story is what I call it, essentially. I love that. Um, so when you look at all of this data, the information, have you found that there is a group of key data points that are more important than others in order to analyze a market? Almost like a, a recipe for a cake, right? Like we know you need flour, eggs. So there are some key components, right? So when you look at a market, obviously you said bedroom count a couple of times. So I would assume bedroom count is one of those key kind of like uh, data factors you use. Yeah. What so, else do you have? So I think, um, I guess in terms of like your preferences, it's all about being a guide. So the tool is a guide. You put in your personal preferences. So which the major ones are like, what is your budget? That's a huge one. Do you have a destination type? Do you want to be, have a vacation rental on the beach or in the mountains or ski or lake or river? We have 10 different destination types. Uh, our markets fall under. Also, another big one is region or state. You know, some people are only interested in investing in the Southeast or the out West or certain particular, particular states, and that's fine. And then finally, you can compare individual markets together. You know, if you already know what markets, you just want to see, compare the, compare the numbers together. So those are kind of the, the main breakdown points that you would put in to, to find what your, you know, key performing metrics are. Uh, for the for the right markets, I guess your recipe essentially. I think one of the things to clarify too for listeners, and I only know this because you and I have talked offline, Kenny. But the way the data that you're bringing in, right, the average revenue on a four bedroom house is that every four bedroom that's a short term rental, or is it only people that are doing it full time? Because I think oh, that's also yeah. a big big differentiator mm-hmm. on that standpoint. Right. So. Once again, the tool is going back. It's for the investor story. And so we're only focused on properties that are investment properties, meaning that they're available year round. They're not someone's second home cabin or or second beach home or something like that rented out part of the year, because in reality, that really drags down the numbers. So what you'll find is when you're using our tool, our numbers typically are higher, a little bit higher, I should say, between five to 10% higher than some of the other data providers because we're filtering out the properties we find. We're not just showing every property that's out there. We're only showing the ones that we see are investor properties. So you can compare, um, which will allow us to then in the future target what amenities these investor homes are actually using so you know what your level, what I call barrier of entry is. Yeah. And, and how do you, so what is the rule of thumb with that? Because like a lot of the times, for example, when you're looking on, on AirDNA, you can't really see. So do you go by how many days there are available in, in, in a given year? And then you're like yeah. automatically, if they're less than X, then we're assuming that it's not only used as a vacation rental, is it also used as a, as a primary residence? Yeah, or they block off the dates. Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. I mean, there's some other like, you know, I don't know if you, technically call it machine learning, but basically some other filtering that's involved, you know, like 
if a certain amount of months are blocked off at a time, you know, in things row, like that, yeah, yeah. that just isn't normal behavior of a vacation rental, then it's just kind of safe to say, let's not include that in the data set because that will throw off the numbers. That's really cool. Yeah, because to me, also what I'm super curious to understand in the sense of also how the data is getting uh, determined is, is how hyper local you are. Because for example, South Florida is a very interesting market, right? Because there are so many towns that are so yeah. close to each other, but there are some towns that have more and some towns that have less, mm. but they're all so geographically close to each other that I, as, a, as an operator, I'm like, if I have a four bedroom here and I know it makes this much money, a four bedroom three miles away, it's going to make the same amount of money. But sometimes you go look at it on AirDNA and it's like, no, it's instead of 120, it's going to make 80. And you're just like, no, it's not. Like, yeah, <laughs> I know, I know for a fact, right? So it's understanding like, how are you guys playing around with that factor as well? Because I think that over time is going to get better, obviously, because the beauty of data is it just needs, it just needs time, right? Yeah. As times happens, data just gets more beautiful and more intricate and more and more real, in, mm -hmm. in my opinion, right? So how are you, how are you kind of looking at that? Because I mean, you know, yeah, that, that's a really good question. Um, from so if we start from the very like high level, what yeah. is you know what is a top market in say like Southern Florida or something like that, or someplace like that? It doesn't look at the what you're calling sub markets or smaller markets within that market. But we have a map feature that dives into each of the markets where you can see not only just oh here are all the properties, but here are properties that are in certain revenue percentiles that are in those and what you can do yeah. is filter that out so you can see on a map where certain you know say like the mainly let's mainly focus on top properties where are the top properties all of the top properties for each bedroom count and yeah. what you'll find is they're in those sub markets or those small neighborhoods and the, and then you can kind of target in from there or in your case i think you know you're saying the cities or so you, you can know. create almost like a heat map going the other way around so you're just gathering from a macro level. So you see everything and then you go micro and then that way you kind of create yourself a little heat map almost. And it's like, okay, there's a ton here last year, here and yeah. there. Yeah. And then, yeah. And, and so, you know, from, uh, you know, I'm assuming you're probably an advanced Excel user, but you could export our data and then create that heat map essentially. Yeah. Would be the, would be You'd the be goal. surprised how dumb I am at Excel. He but hits me up for small questions. That, that's a whole other conversation. Like I am, I'm, I'm the spreadsheet junkie. Yeah, right, no, I don't. Yeah, no, I am no. So again, again, like I, I like to think of it like a funnel, guys. Right. So yeah. like, if you're watching this, right, like you got the top of funnel up top. Like, where do I need to invest? Right. Like, where should I invest? And then you're like scanning the whole country up here, and then you narrow it down to maybe one or two different markets. And then once you get down here, it's like, okay, what neighborhoods? Right. So like when I was analyzing Kissimmee as an example, there's a ton of communities, right? Like yeah. resort communities. That's what that market is. Mm -hmm. So it was like, for me, I'm asking my realtor these questions, but if I had this tool, I could be like, okay, which of these communities is generating the highest return per price point, mm -hmm. right? Like which areas have the highest grossing ones. So it's just this funneling down all the way down to, okay, now I know this neighborhood, this bedroom count produces the best cash on cash return yeah. for the money. And and I think what's why that's so important is because 
no calculator or whatever free or not online is going to be able to accurately tell you what a property will make compared to actual comparables in the neighborhood where you're purchasing that property. Mm-hmm. So if you have comparables, if you're seeing on the map I, and you're like, there's a property for sale here and these are the properties in that neighborhood, same, you know, bedroom, bath, floor plan layout, you know, let's dream scenario there. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, comparable. I know it can make this amount and that, and that right there is more accurate than just plugging that address into a calculator and, and kind of hoping for those numbers to be good. Cause that's really what you got to do. You got to look at, and then look at amenities and so on. But I, I mean, that's really the, the process essentially of what advanced investors, advanced users are doing. And I think, I think it's super important for the users that are like Bill, they are like Mike, right. That go, I have, I have decided and maybe I'll be wrong about it or maybe not. Right. But I decided that I am going to stay hyper-focused, hyper-local, and I don't want to leave my market. Because I think I have a great opportunity to just establish myself locally. And that's what I want to do, right? So what's interesting is like, to me, something like this is just more of a proof of concept. And also when I meet with clients is more of a like additional tool that I would use to be like, look, this is what the data speaks. But at the same time, I know a lot of the data because I have personal experience. But if you are a hunter like Bill, like Mike, this is the tool that you need because it gives you real insight that is actually super specific that you would get finding a seasoned agents, but also it's very difficult to find seasoned agents in the SDR space. So this is a way that you can find yourself a good agent that may be used to working with investors, but not so good at SDR business and augment your experience with him or her by using this. Because again, like to me, I'm like, this is great. Again, I know my market. So that's how I know that like, a pocket, it's a pocket and doesn't matter. I can still produce X because I know from experience, but this is the perfect tool. One, if you have the over analytical kind of investor client or property management owner that you need to like kind of have this conversation with, some guys just want to see the numbers. And if you bring up SDR inside report with all of your data in there and you have a pie chart or whatever kind of charts that has colors in it, they'll love you forever and you have... <laughs> Their basis for the rest of their life. It's true, right? Like there is yeah. some people that like literally you can see it. Like their eyes completely like there's just a sit down. Oh, it's the yeah. it's the coolest thing, right? Kind of like how I am when I see like a pizza and a beer, right? I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but then some other people you're like, and like this is my experience, this is how I know. But again, like it's such an amazing tool, and I love how specific you guys are making it because to me that's that's where the sauce is. When you go a level deeper as well, and this is getting a little bit into the weeds, but Bill and I talked about how do you find like emerging markets and emerging opportunities, right? And people ask us that all the time, right? That sounds, mm-hmm. it's like the sexy term, right? And so you and I did a call, Kenny, maybe a month or six weeks ago when, we were, when you were showing me the data initially, and you pointed a couple of things out to me that I would have never really thought of until you pointed it out, right? When we, I don't even remember what market we were analyzing, but we were looking at like two bed, three bed, four bed, all the way up to like six bedrooms. And when we looked at the revenue, it was like, it was continuing to go up until you hit five bedrooms. And then there was a dip and then it went up again at six bedrooms. And you pointed something out to me that was like, this data can, can, if you interpret it this way, this data could show you that there is probably a good opportunity in that five bedroom range. Like people just aren't, we can look at the specific comps that it's pulling, but like most likely they're not doing it right in that five bedroom range. So that would be an opportunity. If you get a good deal on a five bedroom and you do it right, you could have some serious margins on that type of property. 
right? So mm-hmm. like, it's not just having the data, but it's how you can use the data and interpret the data to, to know what is it actually telling you? What is the story that this data is telling you? Yeah. And I think that's and- where a lot of people miss the mark when you're just combing through spreadsheets or different online tools. It's like, how can I use this and apply it and identify opportunities with the data? And especially if you don't know, and that's where, where knowing your markets makes a difference, right? Because similar to what you were saying, I'm also seeing the same thing. And this, that, that's the house that we wanted to offer with them. I know that I know the neighborhood. I'm like, this house has space. It's a three bedroom, but has space for an extra bedroom. I just know it by the square footage, right? I'm like, this is, this is dumb use of square footage. I don't even have to go inside. And the moment you get inside, you're like, exactly here. This perfect wall right here, we cut it in, put an extra bedroom, right? And again, you need to know the specifics, but you have to have the right idea on the inside because if you're small-minded, you may think, oh, five bedrooms don't work. How does that make sense? How does a four bedroom and a six bedroom work but a five bedroom doesn't? <laughs> like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It doesn't logically make sense. It just means that there is not enough either inventory, data points that prove otherwise. But if you know your market and you know how to deliver quality product, you're like, I'll be the best five bedroom in this market. I don't even care because I can see it. I'll push it. I'll be the best performing four bedroom you've ever seen and a decent 50, 60 percentile performing six bedroom because I know I can't, right? But you just need to know your insight. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and, and that's the cool thing about the data, especially, you know, like for example, the, the beach markets, it would, there's uh, the bigger, the better kind of philosophy. And so there aren't a lot of data companies that are showing you all the data points. You know, when, if you look for higher bedroom counts, for example, um, you'll see a lot of six plus they'll, they'll say, you know, six plus bedroom counts and they'll give you the revenue for that. In reality, they're just averaging in all of the numbers of six plus bedrooms. And I've seen people fall into that trap because what will happen is they'll find a seven bedroom and they'll try to price it off of the six plus bedroom mark. And, you know, they're taking in, they're getting the revenue numbers of an eight, a nine, a 10, 11 bedroom and it's, it's throwing it off. And so we're, we're, we're piecing all out. We're showing everything and then, so you do find that property in that market that's a higher bedroom count. You can see what they're currently doing and you can dive into those listings as well. Click on them and see how those 11 bedrooms or 12 bedrooms are doing in their uh, VR, you know, Airbnb or VRBO and uh, say, wow, I can do better than that. You know, and then, you know, okay, I can push this revenue up based on these numbers. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I love the fact that you you have the links as well because to me that's such another important way of looking at the the listings is when I'm actually like really like going super niche on on the numbers. That I just want to like make sure I I'll start diving into all the competition and I'll look at them and I'll be like, we'll furnish way better than this. We'll furnish okay. This I can't I can't match right. Like if somebody has a sick view or lake, I'm like okay, we have to factor for the fact that like. And doesn't matter how nice the, the pillows are gonna be, like this we can make <laughs> up for this this thing. Right. right? Yeah. But that's but also that's how you be like you're like, okay, but this guy is making 110, but it looks horrible. I know I'm gonna hire Mike's wife and it's gonna look amazing. <laughs> I know we'll get to charge way more money, right? So it's understanding right where where you can push and, and how that works. But it's it's super interesting. And I love the fact that like you couldn't find it, so you went out. And made it. I think that's always super cool. And I'm like, 
I wish I was given that kind of smarts in life, but yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, my little brother did the same oh, thing, looking for a rental, and he like created himself a little app that keeps track of like where he's going, and he has all the addresses in there, and he's like spent an afternoon just writing a bunch of code. I'm like, I spent an afternoon looking for something, you know what I mean? Like, that's- <laughs> I well, I, I think we all, you know, I think we all, when we're, sometimes we, we face some sort of, whether this, you know, this challenge came before me or, you know, we, we create systems that try to, that shorten the process for us. And so I'm sure, you know, if we sat down, you'd have some processes that I, as a, you know, vacation rental investor and owner, I would probably be like, oh, wow, that's a unique way, unique and beneficial way of doing it. So that's true. So Kenny, I'm going to put the link up here. For the folks that are watching this, um, so they can see it. So when when is this going live? And I know you were going back and forth. You're just doing some la- final like beta testing and all that jazz. So what's do you have the official launch date yet for this? Yeah. So uh, right now we're just saying May 13th. Um, it, it could go shorter. So if you're basically the site is you just sign up to to get our emails of you know updates. And uh, but if we go sooner, we'll just announce it and say, hey, we're we're, uh, we're going as soon as possible. I, I get emails and messages every day, you know, people wanting to know, Hey, when's this thing coming out? I really need to get my hands on the data. And so, uh, we're, we're trying to push it and, but still make it, we, we still want to make it user-friendly and, and, uh, in a way where people will understand what, <laughs> what they're supposed to do when they get it. So, yeah. yeah, I just signed up super, super, super easy. So yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. That's awesome, man. I'm looking and, forward to it and using it very selfishly to just go prove people. Yeah. I'm like, you see, this is what I said I was going to make. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that is that is one of the ways to do it, too, is yeah. here's the map. I've seen people do that. They, uh, yeah. um, I, I've had some private calls with some of the testers, and they don't care about finding new markets. They want to know where those neighborhoods, those pockets, like in Kissimmee. The pockets, or, yeah, dude, yep. the pockets. Especially if you're, if you're seasoning a single market, knowing mm-hmm. a new pocket before the pocket happens. Yeah, that's that's, you know, I, I had a I had an hour long call with a guy and all we did was look at analyze you know, Kissimmee, Florida's market and those communities. And he wanted to see where those top properties were in which communities. And so and that's what we did. And it was, you know, we filtered on eight and nine bedrooms. That was kind of his sweet spot. And he targeted those those uh, different uh communities and so he's like all right i know i now know i'm going to buy one of these it's going to be in one of these three communities because it's going to do these numbers i think and i, I, know go, I can't to. go and yeah. i can't go into this one that mike owns because i don't want to compete with mike's list. yeah there you go <laughs> yeah, and it, especially it. for newer folks this is really going to help you guys have the confidence to go yeah. out and do your first deal or your second deal even for me we've got a lot of We've done over 40 different deals. Okay. Like even for me now, like I'm looking at doing another one down there and I was using this tool, the the raw data that Kenny sent me last night, like just filtering of like, okay, can this neighborhood generate the income that I need at this price point for this deal to make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just that extra level of like, I'm confident in this data. I'm confident to shell out my hard earned cash to do this deal because I have the data now to support like, yes, this is what this property should bring in. So yep. go check it out. It's strinsights.com. Kenny's going to be speaking at the STR wealth conference in about a month. So super pumped for that. You get to meet Kenny and uh, pick his brain. I have a feeling there's going to be a line out the door to talk to Kenny. So we're going to have to like create okay. some parameters around that. 
<laughs> but yeah, it's going to be a great time. So Kenny, but you really have to come. It. You have to come because Kenny's going to tell us the best market to invest in, and only at the conference. And you'll only hear it when he's on stage. So if you have <laughs> tickets, there you, you go. <laughs> so I love it. I love it. Well, Kenny, again, thanks so much for being on here, man. Truly appreciate everything that you're doing, and um, looking forward to hanging out with you in Nashville in about a month. Yeah, I'm excited. Thanks. Thanks for having awesome. me. Bye, Kenny. Nice to meet yeah. you. Take care, everybody. Hey, STR Nation, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. And in the comments, let us know what topics you want us to cover on upcoming episodes, and we'll make sure to get that in the books for you. And if you really want to learn how to launch, automate, and scale your short-term rental business, if you want to go deeper, then check out our free masterclass at strsecrets.com.